a good Chick-fil-A sandwich can really be ruined by some pickles, man. Like it's it's like you know, a Chick-fil-A sandwich is pretty glorious, but they can be ruined by some pickles. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Carganilla Online Variety Entertainment Podcast. Here's your host, Paul Carganilla. Hello and welcome to Cove. This is the online variety show in which we aim to both entertain and inspire our podcast listeners and YouTube viewers through a variety of art forms, including music, storytelling, special guest interviews, and more. I'm your host, Paul Carganilla, and I am so excited to virtually meet for the first time and introduce all of you to an up-and-coming artist, and we're just going to get to know him a little bit tonight, but what I can tell you right off the bat is um, this gentleman is coming off the fresh release of his newest singles, Joyride and Getaway, uh, and his debut season on ABC's American Idol. South African-born Stefan Benz has been hailed by U.S. Weekly as one of the hottest young rising stars to watch in music right now. His American Idol performances went viral with over a million likes on TikTok and gained major press attention. He currently holds the title for the youngest artist in the history of South Africa to have a number one hit. After winning the World Championships of Performing Arts and moving to the U.S., Stefan has been successfully making a name for himself. He's performed in Times Square, New York City, uh, the National Cheerleading Championships. He opened the U.S. Open ceremonies. He opened the Open, ladies and gentlemen. He has released multiple original singles and been featured on singles from popular artists like Sean Kingston. He's appeared on top TV and radio stations such as iHeartRadio, The Elvis Duran Show, Kiss FM, Fox's Good Day New York, and more. He has also walked the biggest red carpets at award shows, including the Grammys, the American Music Awards, and MTV VMAs. In 2022, he toured the country, building a larger and more dedicated fan base. And this year, Stefan will be releasing new music and touring schools with DJ Ty Hollywood from iHeartRadio Los Angeles. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please give a nice warm welcome to Stefan Benz. Wow, wow, wow. That was, that was quite the introduction. I don't know how to live up to all that, but uh, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're so excited that you're here. Thank you for spending some time with us. And um, speaking of spending a little bit of time, we like to launch every episode and get to know our guests briefly with a little icebreaker challenge called Tell Us Everything We Could Possibly Know About You in 60 Seconds or Less. Are you up for the challenge? Shoot, I'm always down. All right. Down. I got the timer ready. Just start when you're ready. So my name is Stefan Benz, but my real name is Stefan Ogilvy Besednut. Um, I have a little 13-year-old sister. She just turned 13. Her name is Rensha. Um, shoot, I hate pickles. I love pineapple on pizza. Uh, once again, I hate pickles. I uh, play golf. I, I, uh, I'm getting a lot better. I used to have lessons for seven years. I also used to play cricket, which a lot of people don't know what that is, but that's actually the second most popular sport in the world. Um, shoot, I used to be the math state champion back in South Africa, so I, I really love doing school and math. Actually, right here, I still have my Christmas tree up, so don't don't uh, don't hate me for that. Um, shoot, what else about me? I love fashion. I have a lot of bracelets on. I wear a lot of rings. I've gone through like ten different hairstyles, and uh, man, that's pretty much all about me that I can say. <laughs> Boom! Forty nine seconds. Look at that. Thanks. 
Time well, to spare. <laughs> All right. So I have to unpack a couple of these things real quick. Where did your, your hatred for pickles come from? Or is, has it always been there? Oh, my gosh. Bro, I was born with that. I can't lie. I was I was definitely born with that. I just I, I can't stand them. Every time a good Chick-fil-A sandwich can really be ruined by some pickles, man. Like it's it's like, you know, a Chick-fil-A sandwich is pretty glorious, but they can be ruined by some pickles. <laughs> and so do they have Chick-fil-A in South Africa? They don't, they don't, but I'm like addicted to it right now. Um, you know how you could buy like the Chick-fil-A sauce yeah. in like a bulk and like a big sauce from like a grocery store. I have like three of those and I just pretty much everything. I'm like, can I add like Chick-fil-A sauce to this? But it's a new addiction for sure. They don't have that at all in South Africa, but I think it would make a killing. Like people would love it. I can get into that. I love me some Chick-fil-A sauce on anything. Um, mm-hmm. well you grew up in South Africa, how, how young were you when you moved out here? I think I was already 13 when I moved here. I moved here beginning of 2020, um, right before, you know, the big old virus came along. So I, I had a lot of momentum going on for me in my career coming into coming into the beginning of 2020. And then everything kind of stopped in its tracks because this is canceled and that's canceled. And this thing that I was supposed to do is canceled. So that wasn't the greatest, but at the same time, it was a blessing in disguise because at that time I was going through a voice change and I was kind of able to go through that behind closed doors without having to do like a million shows without having to kind of be embarrassed by that. So even though it was never incredibly bad, I never really had crazy voice cracks. It's just that I would wake up some mornings and my voice would just be a note lower. Like it would literally just be a little lower. So I I was able to go through that without anybody really, I mean, people noticed, but nobody was able to see the transition of that. People obviously know that my voice is lower now than it was. But I, I moved, uh, and it was a blessing in disguise, and now it's already freaking almost 2024. But um, it feels like just yesterday when I moved here. I'm almost, I'm almost 17. Uh, that was going to be my next question. Is if, I'm, like, I'm not the best at math. I'm no, no math state champ. But if you, <laughs> if you were 13 in 2020, that would yeah. make you 16. Uh-huh. And yeah. so you, did American, you were on American Idol this past year? Yeah, so uh, I was, I was, we, we filmed almost a year ago now sure um we did it october of last year i think we started filming the first round and then you know the next round is a few months after that or whatever <laughs> but a lot of people also ask me they're confused because they're like how can a south african go on american idol i didn't know that either honestly i can't lie i i didn't know that they let people from other countries go on american idol but they did and they do so uh yeah that's something people are confused about but that that's what they did and almost a year ago and i think it aired maybe february or beginning of the year so it's been a few months since it came out actually but it's it was a pretty cool experience and i'm really glad i'm able to kind of you know when i'm when i have kids one day they'll be be able to look at my audition of american idol it's like you know many many other things could happen but i think that's still a really cool and kind of funny thing to be like my kids can go check my american idol audition well congratulations on that and i we're I want to delve more into how you got into music and what your songwriting journey and process has been, but let's dive into a little bit of the music first and and get to hear the sound. Um, Let's talk about your single balcony balconies from the most recent album you released. Yeah. Balcony is from, uh, I I actually haven't released a full length album. I've only released EPs on Spotify. Actually, they do classify one of my EPs as an album. I didn't know that, it had enough songs to be an album, but they do classify it on Spotify as an album. Um, but I, I consider it two EPs. One has like seven or eight songs. One is like five. So I don't, I don't think that's enough. I think that's two EPs. Um, but I'm planning on releasing my first like 12, 13, 14 song album, you know, like a full length thing. Um, but yeah, my EPs, are, my newest one uh, came out a few months ago. 
and Balcony is on there. And Balcony actually is one of the coolest songs. I, people always ask me about inspiration and you know where the song songwriting comes from, right? And that one has one of the coolest stories because I went to Hawaii with a lot of my friends, a lot of my team, a lot of songwriters, and we kind of just went there to be inspired. We went there to be inspired for the music and for it to kind of just be in a different setting. Um, one night uh, I was on the balcony with a special girl. Uh, we were just chilling there. And the next morning I woke up, I was talking to one of my songwriter friends and I was like, yo, bro, we got to write a song called Balcony. Um, and it just happened within like probably 50 minutes, very quick. And people that write songs know that's very quick for, for writing a song. Usually, I mean, my average song, maybe three and a half, four, five hours, sometimes a day, sometimes quick, sometimes, but I would say around three hours, four hours, usually how long it takes. So 45, 50 minutes is very quick for that to happen. So I was feeling inspired and balcony is a very special one for me every time I think about it. Well, we can't wait to hear it. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Stefan Benz balcony. You 
dressing up for me Only paradise I see you and me on a balcony Nice. Oh, man, what a cool sound. That was, I was, I mean, there's a lot of soul in there, a lot of, a lot of rhythm, a lot of blues, but um, who, okay, before we get to your influences, how did it all begin? When did you realize that this was something that you wanted to do in your life? <laughs> so let's take it back to the little South African boy. Yeah. Um, shoot. I, uh, as a little kid, I always loved music and my parents knew that. But what I would always say, and what was the truth, it's not that I just said it, is I just wanted to be a race car driver. That's all I wanted to do. Um, I would just play racing games. I would watch racing movies. I would go to car shows with my dad. Um, so I loved cars and I loved racing, but I also loved music. And I would put on shows like standing on the couch with my parents sitting there watching. So, you know, they always knew that that was kind of there for me, but they just thought that's what it was going to be. Or my, my, my mom, obviously, I said that I like loved math and I loved school thought I was going to be an anesthesiologist. So there was many different routes that they thought I was going to take. It was never like, you know, a lot of pop stars are kind of like, oh, I always wanted to do music. And I told my mom I wanted to be a pop star. I mean, um, even though they knew kind of I loved it, that was never really my case. But as a nine-year-old kid, um, I was sitting in my teacher's class and she said, hey, Stefan, uh, I know you like music and we're short of boys for this singing competition that we have that's happening at the school. We don't have enough boys. We have like all girls. We maybe have like two boys and there's like 50 girls. So can you please just come audition? Like just sing because we need boys. And I was like, okay, sure. And I, on the day of the singing competition, I uh, was playing a cricket match and in between the innings, right in between when you kind of have a little break, she was like, okay, cool. Come, come quick, come quick, come sing. And I sang for the people when I made it to the next round. And it was actually like, I say just this singing competition, but it was like, like a national singing competition thing on tv that used to go to schools so um they used to come to schools and then people would audition and then every school like in the country got a chance and the next level and next round and next round and i ended up winning for the whole country um as my nine-year-old self and i won like an album and a music video or something like it's like a prize something like that right, right. i won like an album that i saw the original little album my dad i think has it still upstairs when i was like nine years old gave it to everybody um so album and a music video and then one day i was singing at my school after that happened and a big artist was singing at my school was performing for like a festival slash fair thing and they let some of the kids that they knew were singers open like the day by singing on the stage okay. and i was singing and that big artist's mom saw me perform and introduced me to the record label and it's just like a whole complicated thing but it just felt like doors kept opening yeah that's, that's the truth of the that's the truth of the situation is i didn't i told you that i want to be a race car driver and i just happened to sing at this competition and then i happened to sing at this festival where this dude's mom happened to be listening to me and happened to send me to this record label in south africa and then i happened to go here and it's just like things just kind of the doors just opened for me so i'm so incredibly blessed and uh, lucky to be in the situation where i am right now i'm obviously very ambitious looking into my future many goals for me but i i i have to kind of sit back and think about how lucky i am to be where i am now already because it's been very circumstantial and there's been a hand in it that i can't i can't place how that happened for me but yeah that happened and then basically my parents were like hey all these things have been happening for you we gotta try going to america that's the that's the end goal south africa has a big you know big market in itself it's 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 cool you can make a living but it's not like as global as something like making it in Hollywood or making it in America. Um, so we tried one time 
I came to a singing competition in Long Beach, which you mentioned before, which was called the World Championships of Performing Arts, which was a competition where 56 different countries competed. So it was like a world championship. It's like the Olympics, like for singing and dancing and acting and modeling, right? Yeah. Sang there, and I ended up winning that competition as well. And even though that sounds like the impressive part, the the important part within that was that in that competition, I met my still current manager, Manny Mihadis, as he was a judge in the competition. Wow. And because of that competition, I met him and now still prick five, six years later, almost he's still my manager. I had no Instagram. Now I have 240,000 followers. I had no Spotify. Now I have 40 songs out. I had no TikTok. Now I have 200,000 followers. Like it's been a crazy development from then. So it all happened then. And now, now I live here. I'm in the studio every day. I'm pursuing my dream. Tomorrow I'm going to perform. The day after that, I'm going to Tennessee. It's just kind of like the, you know, the life, the life is crazy. And it's all because of that kind of moment when I came to that competition and I, and I met Manny and, um, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm forever grateful for, for kind of what happened to me then as a 12 year old kid. Being grateful is, is so important, especially when you, when you start as young as you did. And, um, I'm so, this is the first time we've met, but so my daughter is an actress. She does, she's movies and television and people ask me all the time, does she enjoy it? And as a father, I'm like, so I'm you like, I kind of offended a little bit. Like, what do you think I'm making her do this? And you, like, I'm pushing her out the door to go do these things. Yes, of course. Like, this is what she loves to do and I'm supporting it. But the second she wants to stop, uh, we, we we've told her we'll, we'll stop. Um, being so young and being so focused on your career and all, having all of the accolades and working on all of the things that you are working on right now as a 16 year old kid, are you finding enough? I know you mentioned PlayStation, but are you, do you have enough free time to play? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, at, at this point in, in kind of my life and career, it's a really tough balance, right? Because everybody, like every star you've ever heard ever says, make sure that you just don't let your time go past you. Make sure you enjoy your childhood. But at the same time, you see people, other people that might not have, is like, the time is now. What are you waiting for? It's like, you have to, you have to make it. Nobody can believe for you. You have to put in the hard work. Like, cause just as quick as you can lose your childhood and become successful, you can let time pass you by and focus not enough, right? Not work hard enough because somebody else is working harder than you. So it's really hard finding a balance. I have to do school every day. I have to find time to hang out with my friends. I have to find time to hang out with my family and then to obviously work on the things that I have to work on to post on social media. So it's definitely a, a hard balance. But the truth of the matter for me is that I think if I don't think the balance comes. When, when I, when I want to hang out with my friend, I hang out with my friend. When I'm in the studio, I'm, I'm working hard. When I'm with my family, I cherish those moments. And... And I, I think it's kind of like if I don't try hard to make those things happen, I, I find myself having the best balance. <clears throat> and um, I, I people also, and this is a big question I get, and, and it's a valid question is people always ask me about the pressure because my parents moved here just for me. Mm. We came to America just for me. There's no reason for them to have moved. My dad had a business in South Africa. He builds houses. Uh, my mom was working on that business. My dad sold his business, sold our house, sold our cars. Everything started fresh, came here. Wow. <clears throat> so people always ask about that pressure, but I think more than pressure motivates me because 
instead of seeing, oh, shoot, I have to make this happen, I see they believe in me more than anybody else. And they clearly saw something in me that everybody else should see. So I don't see the pressure too much. And even if I do feel the pressure, I think it, it makes me thrive because I kind of when I see the bigger picture and see, hey, my parents moved here for me, I have to make this happen. It motivates me even more. So I yeah, it, it is uh, it's an interesting life I get to live, but not many people get to live this life or get to do the things I do and are, and are blessed to be in my position at this young of an age and to know what they want to do with their life. Sure. Um, that's how I think think of it. And uh, I know that for the rest of my life, I want to do music and pursue this every day. So I'm lucky enough to just know that. Well, I can tell you one thing you have to, I can tell, like you have to <clears throat> love it um, as a yeah. parent and <clears throat> thinking of it from your parents' standpoint, you talk about the sacrifices they made, but they're supporting you and they're supporting something that they can see that you've got passion for and you've got to drive for. And um, that's, that's amazing to have such supportive parents. You know, you hear a lot of horror stories about people who, you know, my parents always told me I'd never make it. And that's what made me, that's what pushed me harder. (laughs) Or like, you know, my teachers always told me I wouldn't amount to anything. But when you see that people believe in you, that is also a huge, you know, a huge inspiration. So So, wait, one second. So, so one more thing I wanted to add, um, when I went on American Idol, right. So then there's kind of a double edged sword on that, right? Everybody believes in me. Everybody's thinking he's going to go on American Idol Easy claps is going to make it past the first round. He's going to go do this. He's going to go win. You know, everybody's just thinking when people believe in you a lot, there's a pressure in that too. There's pressure in people saying nobody believes in you and people saying you're not going to make it, right? Because it's like, shoot, what if they're right? But then there's also pressure in everybody believing you because it's like, what if I let them down? So when I went on this American Idol, I have a team behind me. I have uh, managers. I have a publicist. I have many people around me that uh, I have as a team. I have my parents. I have a lot of friends that knew right before they knew what actually happened. They were all like, oh, yeah, he's going to make it. So there's there's a double-edged sword in that 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 most people don't think about. And, uh, you know, I was like, what if I don't make it past the first round, which is very, very possible, Sure. Um, which luckily didn't happen. But it's a very real thing. And I was like, shoot, everybody believes in me right now, um, at least the people around me. And what if I let them all down by not making it even past the first round? So, yeah. Another thing to consider too, right? I mean, we're going to get to another more of your music in just a second, but as you know, uh, so many times in these kinds of career in, in, in entertainment, um, it's not about you. There's a little, there's an element of luck and just being in the right place at the right time. It's so cliche, but um, you can have the best audition in the world. And if the judges behind the table have something else going on or something else that they want that they're looking for, um, then you're, you're, dead before you even start. So um, a lot of it is luck and stars lining up and just being prepared for the moment when it comes. Um, But also being able to step up when there is that much pressure and the light is so bright Mm -hmm. to not wither and still be able to deliver. So good on you for, for nailing the audition and getting through. And uh, we, I do want to talk about your songwriting and your process, but let's, let's enjoy Uh another tune first. Can you tell us about Joyride? Shoot, so Joyride is a little different from most of the other songs that are released or even unreleased. I mean, it's just kind of like a little black black sheep in the family. Um, it's like a little 80s retro vibe. It's pretty hype. It's pretty up-tempo. I think it's my first song with a swear word in it. I don't think I've ever had a song with a swear word in it before. Um, 
shoot yeah it's just about having a good night with your friends with a girl it's just kind of it's it's about going on a joyride i live in a super duper calm boring safe place in irvine california where nothing goes on so you know it's about making the most even in the song it says when you're not necessarily in the most fun exciting sitting it's about a city it's about making it exciting um so just going on a fun joyride at night making the most of your situation all right ladies and gentlemen stefan benz joyride Feel alive on a road. My parents whip you down the road. Twenty bucks is all I got. We getting high, yeah we getting high. Get some food, drive through the late night. Went on bus to shitty towns of paradise. Open road, ocean blue with red eyes. Take it in, let's have a good time. And we don't need the world to know it. We just keep a little secret going. You wanna drive Now you talking to me, baby, it's what I like You keep me busy, the perfect city for joy rides Oh, it's just the two of us Phones there, you said you never felt more gentlemen that's joyride from stefan benz i love the vibe of that of course i was born in the 80s so um <laughs> digging the music um so i have to ask because the it feels like this is a different genre than um balcony um and so do you you mentioned you in your your writing some when you wrote balcony it came to you quickly and other other songs take four or five hours um do you 
how did you go from because it's they're two totally different things is singing in a singing competition and auditioning for American Idol, but also writing your own music. Um, yeah. Were you always a songwriter or did that happen at one point? So I wrote my first song at 12. It was a song called Prove Em Wrong, which is out on streaming platforms. So my first song I ever wrote is out. People can listen to it. Um, I mean, the the tough part about it is I, I, I think it's fair for me to say that I've always been a songwriter because the first time I ever wrote a song, I wrote a song that's out now and it's like, I feel like it's just kind of, I never did it before, but I think I've always been able to, it's just kind of, to me, writing, writing songs is my favorite part. It's the most fun part. It's, it's honestly one of the parts that comes the easiest. I'm, I feel like one of the most fun parts about doing music for me is the improvisation part of it. Like when I, when I write songs and I have a, you know, a guitar chord structure or some kind of track or something, and I'm able to just, just do something that I improvise over the track and do the melodies. Like that's one of my favorite things to do. And and that's what's always come easier for me. To me, the melodies come a lot easier than the lyrics. And how does the process come together? Because your tracks mm-hmm. sound amazing and they sound like super produced yeah. very well. Um, like, do you sit down with, with a, a keyboard player? I know you play guitar, but like how how does from the song being in your head to it being on a track what is that process so i feel like there's maybe three ways i go about it so there's either me starting on guitar second way it might start as piano but third i work with a number of different producers that already have tracks so it might be that they send us a track and then i do melody a melody pass over that track and then i'll do like four melody passes over that and we'll pick out of my four takes over the whole song what parts of my takes this sounds like a verse this sounds like a pre and this sounds like a chorus put those together and that's the song that's that's usually how it is for all of them and the most important thing is voice memos because i always forget i always forget the melody so voice memos is incredibly important i voice memo everything sometimes i have like 25 minute voice memos because it just keeps and keeps on going until i find you know that one melody that might hit the most but voice memos is very important that's amazing. Um, so you're you're focused. You're super busy. You're you're working hard to to get your new album made. And um, what is like? Imagine you're my age. I know it's it seems like you're you're imagining the distant future. But uh, say say you're forty years old. What are you doing at forty? Do you think? Shoot, I think at forty, man, I. I don't know. Maybe I can. Uh, maybe I can s- s- throw a little bit of that racing in there. You know what I mean? Maybe I can. Maybe I could go do some NASCAR. No, I'm just kidding. I, don't, I honestly have no idea. I mean, at this point, I feel like people usually ask me like, "What's up at 21?" Like, and then I don't even know. So, like, <laughs> I, I don't even know. So, I mean, hopefully, I'm still doing music. I think I will. I think I still will be. But I definitely, personally, I think I love music too much for it to not be a part of my life at all. That's great. I, I'd love to hear you say that. That's awesome. All right. Let's uh, listen to one more track before we let you go. I know you've got homework and it's getting late while we're <laughs> recording here. But uh, so this is your latest single or it was released a couple of weeks ago. You might have a new one out since you write so prolifically uh, before then. But uh, this is Getaway. Tell us about Getaway. Getaway, man. I have so many interesting. It's crazy. All the, We picked some interesting stories for these songs. So getaway um i wrote a while ago but then i went on tour last year and i met an amazing artist named vex 
uh, who I didn't know before. It was the getaway was just my song. And then I met an artist named Vex. Vex is actually on the song and we were on the tour and I was like, shoot, bro, I have a song that I think would be fire for both of us to be on. And he came over that afternoon to our hotel room that we had in shoot, it was maybe the second or third city. So maybe like Ohio or something. Um, and he was sitting in our in our hotel room. My manager had set up the mic and the booth and everything, and we recorded his part in the hotel room of of the tour that we were on. So we recorded his part in our hotel room, and he's on the song. and And getaway is just about um, actually, if I'm if I'm being very descriptive, the idea of the song was about a bank robbery. Um, it's about a robbery with with the girl. It's just about like getting the money and then going on a honeymoon, going on vacation, never coming back. It's just to get away. That's awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here is Getaway. Cut a new Audi. Yeah, you know, son of right. Partner in crying, she my body in I'm like a person, she get it, they get to this rock star life. Yeah, she hate me in the day, but then she love me in the night.
Wow, I love I love the rock feel to that, and I love like your pa- you brought a whole palette f- to the table today uh, with some some <laughs> arm. <laughs> exactly, it was a a nice cheese plate or charcuterie of uh, R and B, some eighties synth, and uh-huh. some rock. And um, d- is there any any genre that you specifically are most drawn to, or yeah. do you, do you just love to dabble in all of them? My favorite thing to do, and you kind of said in the first song, was kind of a little bit of soulful stuff. Is like some R and B, Afro beats, pop. So it's like having like some. I mean, obviously, my voice sounds. People always compare me to Justin Bieber. I, I feel it. I, I, I get you. I, it's cool. I don't, I don't mind. But my favorite is to add a little bit of soul, add a little sprinkle of that R&B with the Afro beat, make it a little cultured, make it a little from my roots. Um, and that's my favorite. I love the little pop R&B Afro fusion. Love it. Can't wait to follow, follow your journey and uh, keep listening to you as you progress in your career and you grow creatively and, and literally. Uh, but... <laughs> If anybody out there, you know, I'm sure so many people out there who have listened to this today uh, can't wait to hear more. You're obviously everywhere. You're YouTube, TikTok, mm-hmm. um, uh, Instagram, you mentioned. Where where do you send people when they say, where can I find your stuff? Shoot, I mean, I would just send you to my Spotify. I have like 40, 45 songs out on there, even though a lot of them are little baby bands. Um, I have so many songs out there. My, my Spotify is Stefan Ben, Stefan with an F and Ben's like Mercedes. Everything is Stefan Benz. TikTok's on Stefan Benz. Instagram Stefan Benz official. Facebook, YouTube, literally anything you can think of, I'm on there. Well, thank you so much for joining us and spending some time with us this evening. And um, I just, I wish you only the best. I can see a rising star in you for sure. And I just hope you you continue to love the art, love the craft, and and enjoy the journey. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. That's what I hope to keep on doing for for many, many years to come. I'd like to thank Scoot JG and a reviewer using the nickname Cove Pod for leaving five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts this week. Thank you so much. Scoot, I love you. Cove Pod, I'm not quite sure who you are, but that's an awesome name. Thank you for your reviews. Uh, it's bonus request episode week for all of our Patreon Cove community members. So look out for that. That's going to be a lot of fun if you want to find out what that's all about check out patreon.com slash cove podcast to find out all the ways you can support the show and get bonus request episodes each month hope to see you next week i put the coat on her